Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. With travel demand drying up after a tightening of border controls worldwide and huge fuel hedging losses looming, we are seeing the fallout of COVID-19 on the vulnerable airline industry. This morning, news that Singapore Airlines is cutting 96% of capacity and grounding 138 out of 147 aircraft in response to what the airline's group has called the greatest challenge that the SIA group has faced in its existence. How far can state intervention and stimulus help? And will airlines have enough liquidity to survive this downturn? Joining me now is Greg Waldron. He's Asia Managing Editor at Flight Global. Good morning, Greg. Singapore Airlines saying this is the greatest challenge it's ever faced. You've been covering aviation for quite a while, Greg. Do we have any point of reference to determine the impact that this shutdown will have on SI's business? Um, Good morning to you, too. Um, This is a major crisis for SIA and also the global airline industry. So um, SIA did put out a release today saying that they're going to cut 96% of capacity, um, ground the vast majority of their fleet. But it's not really a surprise because um, you know other major airlines have been doing so already. And as everybody knows, there's all these travel restrictions that are going into place. So even if somebody wants to travel amid this you know virus uh, pandemic, mm. um, it's very difficult to do so. With all its flights shutting down, cost-cutting will presumably be a priority for SIA. Do we have a sense yet of how this is going to affect Singapore Airlines staff with the company grounding 96% of its fleet? How are workers going to be affected? Um, The CEO has some very difficult decisions made to make about this because for one thing, you know, keeping the staff on full pay and so forth is very challenging because that, you know, just increases the costs and so forth. I mean, the airline's not making any money whatsoever right now, so they need to do whatever it takes. And so they've been offering staff, you know, unpaid leave. Um, they're doing it for, you know, flight attendants and pilots, I understand, but also for, I understand, for management positions. Um, I think, you know, the, the senior bosses at SIA have taken a pay cut. So they're really going to be tightening the belt. But at the same token, um, you know, SIA is also going to be uh, cognizant that in the future that we will get out of this crisis and suddenly the demand for air travel will return. So while um, they, want to, they don't want to lay off staff permanently, they'd like to keep them. And then, of course, when things get better, they can bring them back on board and start flying again. OK, Greg, uh, moving forward, you've seen so much of this in the news recently, many questions coming your way. Do you have an estimate of how much money SI is currently losing or how much it will lose, given that its business is now essentially on hold? It's, it's really impossible to quantify um, how much SIA is going to be losing. I mean, this will certainly show up in their results next year. But I think IATA said that the industry as a whole, a few weeks ago, said that the industry as a whole is going to lose $113 billion U.S. dollars because of this crisis. And now, um, now that the crisis has even gotten worse, it could be um, even greater. So you're going to see um, a lot of, you know, the airlines, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing catastrophe for the airline industry. Mm. And um, I believe the world's governments are really going to need to step in to help um, the airlines deal with this. Otherwise, you know, within a few weeks, a few months, we might not have a lot of our airlines. Presumably, SI's cargo business will continue to operate, though. What percent of SI's business does cargo account for? Well, cargo is a significant uh, proportion of their revenues. And cargo is big for all of the um, Asian carriers because, you know, the Asian countries are very um, key in the world's supply chain. 
So they will steep, well, still uh, keep flying cargo, but again, there's going to be disruptions to that business as well. When you have factory closures, if there's restrictions about citizens of certain countries going into other countries, um, this, this, this business will be disrupted as well. And the other thing that you have to remember, too, is a lot of the cargo that SIA flies and all, all the other major airlines actually um, is in the belly of commercial passenger aircraft. And so when you're not flying passenger flights, that means that you suddenly lose a massive amount of cargo capacity in the, the belly of aircraft. And so you start seeing, like, you know, like luxury food products, for example, from Europe and other places mm-hmm. uh, might become a bit scarcer in Singapore, for example, simply because the passenger air capacity is not there to support these products coming in. Singapore Airlines, obviously not the only one airline affected. What sort of action are we seeing other carriers take? Well, Singapore Airlines um, cutting 96% of its capacity, but, uh, you know, pretty much every major airline is either stopped operating or is down to operating a fraction, like less than 10% of its normal um, network. So, you know, it's pretty much par for the course what SIA is doing, although now that China seems to be um, dealing with the um, coronavirus crisis, and it seems that no new cases are forming there, you are seeing an uptick in domestic air traffic within China. It's still much less than what it would normally be, but it is starting to pick up there. So, you know, China, if this coronavirus uh, thing gets under control, you know, you could start seeing capacity coming back on stream. It won't be going straight straight back to where we were in, say, December and January, but things should start to pick up if once we get through this crisis, which hopefully is soon, but it's anybody's guess when we're going to get through this. Greg Waldron is Asia Managing Editor at Flight Global. In terms of support, how far do you think state intervention and stimulus can help, Greg? Well, I think it's going to be um, essential uh, for this to pan out because every day that the airlines are not operating, they're just burning through cash, burning through cash, burning through cash, and eventually they're going to exhaust their cash reserves. They're going to exhaust their credit lines um, simply because the demand, they've invested so much and catering to demand that no longer exists. So I think, you know, state um, flexibility and state bailouts are going to be imminently necessary. And, of course, these bailouts and, you know, assistance will take different forms in different parts of the world. But, you know, we really need to have, if, you know, for the world economy to get back on its feet eventually, it's essential that airlines are there to, you know, help people travel around to help support the tourist sector, to help support business people. It, you know, airlines are a very, it's a big industry in and of itself, but it also facilitates so much other economic activity that um, there truly are, it's an, a truly an essential industry for our globalized world. And uh, the most vulnerable at this point, it looks like among the most vulnerable. If planes sit on the ground for weeks or months, Greg, are there additional concerns to take into account? Maintenance, for example, before these grounded planes can start flying again? Well, there is a procedure um, with it, aircraft that are on the ground. Basically, every day you'll need to have some technicians head out there, um, turn everything on for an hour, you know, run the air conditioning and that sort of thing. I think I don't think that will present a safety issue. Um, so I think you know, having aircraft in storage isn't really a major issue because you know sometimes airplanes will be stored for different periods for different reasons. Um, however, if the, you know, the crisis is prolonged, then, of course, you know, the maintaining the aircraft in storage could be challenging. But I think we're not quite there yet. I think the airline, you know, the planes are still pretty much ready to go when we need them. Um, but you know, we'll have to see how this plays out. 
As you mentioned at the start, um, you know, the estimates are COVID-19 is going to cost the aviation industry $880 billion globally. Uh, with the news this morning of SI's capacity cuts and grounding of planes, how great an impact could this shutdown have on Singapore's economy and the global economy overall? Well, the global you know, economic cost is going to be immense. Um, you know, this, you know, the, the you know, whole sections of the economy have shut down. And certainly the air travel industry is probably the most effective of many very badly affected industries. But if you look at just how, what the type of industries that air travel supports, I mean, air travel supports, you know, the hotel sector. It supports the convention sector. It supports the tourism sector. Um, it supports, you know, so many, um, you know, rest, all the different foods and things like that that you find in the world's restaurants these days. I mean, it supports so much of that area. So I think there's a lot of different industries being affected. Um, but I would argue that probably given the aviation's um, d- direct impact is much worse for aviation, just given the nature of the business and what's been happening in terms of quarantine, stay-at-home orders, um, restrictions on where people can travel, um, just, you know, governments discouraging people from traveling at all. Um, you know, very challenging times. Given what you've seen, Greg, uh, in your opinion, could airlines in the U.S. or here in Asia, are we going to see airlines go bankrupt? You certainly would. If you don't have government intervention to help them, you could certainly see um, airlines go out of business. I mean, it'll just be the pressure will just be too great, and nobody has enough cash to, you know, keep survive like this for months, months and months. I mean, it really depends on when we get out of, when when the crisis ends. But, you know, you could see a few things. You could see some consolidation, you know, carriers that were already weak um, going into the crisis. And by weak, I mean they don't have a great deal of cash and they have a significant amount of debt. You know, airlines that were struggling previously could go under or potentially be merged with um, other carriers. Um, Again, you could also see a situation where if there's major government bailouts, you could see um, governments owning big stakes in airlines. For example, in the States, the the U.S. government used to own stakes in the car companies after the financial crisis. Well, they could end up buying, having a stake in U.S. airlines for a while. Hmm. You know, once flights do resume, will the airlines and passengers be facing a different aviation landscape? For example, could passengers be slow to travel again or will discount carriers be a thing of the past? I think discount carriers will, that model is very well established and it's here to stay. Um, you know, I think people will still want to travel. I think people will, you know, want to get back on airplanes in the future. But, you know, the, the analogy that people have held up before is SARS. And SARS in 2003, the airline industry was much smaller. The world was less globalized. And SARS was a very uh, difficult event for the Asia-Pacific carriers, namely Cathay Pacific. Um, and Singapore Airlines also struggled at that time as well. Um, however, the global airline industry was largely intact, and what we saw after SARS was a very fast rebound in um, traffic for the Asian carriers like Cathay and I say things got back to normal very quickly. Um, but this crisis is, you know, uh, magnitudes of order greater than SARS. It's a global crisis. Um, it's, effect- it's, it's had this massive impact on, you know, not only the global airline industry, but pretty much every other industry, um, people's lifestyles everywhere in the world. Um, so it's really hard to say how consumer behavior is going to bounce back from this because um, people who are, uh, have lost their job or are fearful of losing their job or, or have taken a major pay cut um, might not be you know, ready to go and you know, go on that family vacation. 
businesses that have really hemorrhaged money aren't going to be so keen to send people on business trips potentially. So that could be a major impact on the behavior front. Perhaps no other industry has been affected as much by COVID-19 as aviation. With countries closing their borders and Singapore now banning all short-term arrivals, Singapore Airlines has announced it will ground practically its entire fleet. This morning, uh, we looked at the outlook for the aviation industry with Greg Waldron. You just heard him, May Asia Managing Editor at Flight Global. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.